TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Sports Radio 1019 FM. The fan. WFAN. The turnaround is coming. That's what we were told by Aaron Boone right before another completely flat Yankees effort. It was. Absolutely pathetic, one of many pathetic performances we've seen of late. I'm Ryan Chichester with you until 7 a.m. Manny Rodriguez on the other side of the glass. Getting deep into some Yankee stuff here to open the show because it has, this is as bad as it's been. This is as bad as it's been in my lifetime. The Yankees going up against their arch rivals this weekend. They put up an absolutely putrid performance. The Red Sox are burying the Yankees. The season is is over let's face it their playoff odds per fan graphs is down to about 1.5 percent and it was Aaron Boone who had a meeting with the players before the game and conveniently had that meeting right before their ace took the mound who's usually been the stopper he's what nine and one this season after a loss Garrett Cole's been money this year he was came in as, as the Cy Young favorite so a perfect time for Aaron Boone to have a little closed-door meeting to kind of rally the troops and see if the Yankees could go on a run, but instead, more of the same. The Yankees can't hit. Garrett Cole, with a rare clunker, gives up a couple home runs to some very unlikely bats, and the Yankees get crushed again by Boston. They get buried even deeper in the last place, and this season is just going absolutely nowhere. So It's a long-ass season. It sure is. It's feeling like that, and I was just, we were just talking, Manny, before I, I went on. Like, could, is it Knicks season yet, man? Like, <laughs> I I want it to be October for the Knicks. There we go, baby. Knicks basketball. <laughs> I know we got football coming up, too, and we'll get to plenty of that. Both teams were in preseason action this weekend, but, man, it's it's gotten it's gotten to that point. I am just ready for some Knicks basketball. There's certainly going to be no playoff baseball in October. But back to Aaron Boone. You know, he has this meeting with the players he tells reporters he thinks the turnaround is coming and then the following happens Isaiah Kiner-Falefa bunts down four runs so this whatever messaging Boone is giving the team is is just clearly falling on deaf ears Harrison Bader airmails a throw to third base when he had no shot at getting the runner that allows a runner to advance to second two batters later grand slam after the game Aaron Boone says IKF's bunt was the right move in that situation. A bunt down four runs. What are we talking about? So I say this all to say, 
Aaron Boone is probably gone after this season. The Yankees are going to have to have some kind of sacrificial lamb to give to the fan base because they are absolutely furious right now. We know it's not going to be Brian Cashman. We've already read the reports. Hal Steinbrenner has already committed to keeping Cashman through at least next season. He signed a four-year contract extension before this year. He's not going anywhere. Aaron Boone, while he is still under contract for a couple more years, the Yankees have to make some kind of change after this season. It's likely going to be him. But it's going to accomplish absolutely nothing. I know everybody wants a change at manager. I know everybody's tired of Boone's same relentlessly optimistic messages after games and and you know not calling out any players and fans want to see someone with more fire and more accountability. But even if Boone goes, we have to remember who's going to be hiring the next guy. The real problem, Cashman. So if Cashman isn't going anywhere, what's really going to change if Boone goes? Cashman's just going to hire another manager just like Boone. Cashman has shown no willingness to entertain new ideas, at least not since 2016, when he was willing to you know, incite an accelerated rebuild at the trade deadline and get younger. But since then, Brian Cashman has operated pretty much the same and not changed anything. So the next manager is going to be exactly the same, and we're going to be right back here talking about how our manager talks about prioritizing pitching lanes too much, expressing this exhaustive and borderline delusional optimism all the time, voicing 100% full support of the front office, even while he's being given a completely flawed and injury-ridden roster. So this new manager, it he just... It won't mean anything if the same stubborn general manager is the one making the hire. It's going to We're be the in it same. To win it. Yeah, yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. We sure are. So much in it to win it that we did absolutely nothing at the trade deadline, despite clearly needing a lot of help. But that's that's where the Yankees stand right now. They need a change in the front office. It's not going to happen, so they're going to change the next best thing, which is the manager, who will be hired by this same faulty operation in the front office. So nothing's going to change. It will be a new face, but it will be the same messaging, the same managerial strategy, the same you know, public relations strategy, same strategy with the media. It will all be the same. But we're going to get to your calls. We're, again, we're talking Yankees in this sinking ship that's already pretty much sunk anyway. But we'll, we'll get started with uh, Vince in Rockland. Vince, you're on the fan. How's it going? Yeah, hi. I, uh, I agree with you. I think the only thing that's going to uh, get them to make a change uh, is if they get low attendance next year. And if the Mets turn things around, get good. I mean, that's the only thing that's going to hit home for them. That they got to do something right now. They're raking in the money. They got these great deals on TV. And I don't think this Steinbrenner generation cares about uh, winning or not. Uh, as long as the money's coming in. So, um, Vince, they, I, I don't think, I think they care about winning, but I think they care more about just being competitive and getting into the yeah. playoffs. And you're right. As long as as long as business is profitable to the level that they expect it to be, then just getting into the playoffs is enough. And like you said, lower attendance might be the key to inciting some major change, but that's not happening because there were 44,000 people at the stadium last night. No, I know. I mean, for next year, that's the only thing that's going to really drive it home. And I, I just wanted to say, too, uh, you know, some of these players they got to get rid of. I, I mean, they're just bad players. And Severino is one of them. I don't know why they, they they would even think of signing him. I mean, the guy can't pitch. Look, if he should miraculously turn it around with another team, God bless him. But 
how many times they're going to let this guy? He's injury prone too. It's not like you know when he was, uh, you know, he could turn things around. Even if he does, he, you can't count on him for a full season. He he can't. He, he the guy can't pitch now, and they keep running him out there. I don't know why. Giving up seven, eight runs, it's ridiculous. Yeah, at first it was and negligent, they, and now it's just <laughs> it, now it's just because they have no other choice. The the rotation's so battered and beaten, they they have nobody else to run out there. And I totally agree with you. Earlier in the season, when he was out there, admittedly saying he feels like the worst pitcher in baseball right now, it was it was negligent yeah. to keep putting him out there in what were must win games. And no, I don't think yeah. the Yankees should bring him back. I don't even think the Yankees should. Consider it. I loved watching Severino early in his career. He was a, a absolute bona fide ace, and unfortunately, after Cashman signed him to that four-year extension, and no one could have first saw it happening, but then he ran into a ton of injuries. The only difference was when he wasn't injured, he was still a really good pitcher. Now that he's healthy and he's terrible, and, you, and he's about to be finished with the final year of his contract, the, the Yankees absolutely need to move on. They can't. The Yankees have to stop letting these injury-prone players take up roster spots for a whole season. Because if you bring back Severino for another year, there's just going to be a couple more IL stints next year. He's going to be on the 40-man roster, so he's going to handicap the Yankees from adding other players, and it'll be the same cycle all over again. Yeah, I'm afraid we're in for it. Look, I've been a Yankee fan for 50 years, so I've seen the bad teams of the 60s, and um, we're in for we're in for a, a low right now. It's going to take a few years to get things back on track. Fans just have to be patient, root for their team. Hopefully, they get the right people in to make the right decisions after this year. You know, um, but it doesn't look good. I, you know, I don't want, I don't want to be pessimistic totally, but I look I look at the roster. They got guys that they're stuck with. You know, they got the Stanton. They got no third baseman. No out, no left fielder. You know, everyone knows that they're getting older. They're not athletic. It reminds me. <laughs> I hate to say it because I grew up as a in the kid in the after 1964, and I remember the guys that were running out there that had no business being in the majors. And it took a while. And it won't take as long as that, I don't think, in today's world because you got free agency if you make the right decisions. But you're going to have about two or three years of a rebuild that has to has to take place um, because you know they, they just don't have the people. And I don't really blame Boone as much because he, I think he's stuck with what he has and he took on the job to agree not to, you know, to go with analytics, I think a little too much. And um, I, I, I think it's Cashman's time. He, he has to go. I know right now he's considered part of the Steinbrenner family, but you look at the, the moves he's made over the last few years, most of them were very bad. No, they very, they have been Vince, absolutely. They've been terrible. And, and thanks so much for the call. And I hope we're not heading towards you know a late nineteen sixties or early nineteen nineteen nineties run of dark years for the franchise. But I'm I'm with you. I I if it were me, if I were Hal Steinbrenner, I, I would move on from Brian Cashman. That's not to say that he didn't have a bunch of great years with the franchise. He's the longest tenured GM in baseball for a reason, or at least he was. And now he's the longest tenured GM in baseball, just seemingly because ownership does not want to make a change. Ownership is is comfortable with with the current operation and that's what I think is a, a dangerous mix. You have you have an owner who puts his full support and gives it lends his full ears to Brian Cashman and there's just no new messaging that can get in. The the front office is is littered with staff members who have been there for years, even decades. And and I'm going to dive into that all a lot in in 
the coming hours for the rest of this show. I really wanted to take this show to kind of break down the downfall of, of this Yankees era that is that really started after the 2017 season when we were all praising Cashman for you know sparking that rebuild, brought in Glaber Torres, revitalized the farm system, made those trades. And then was in the ALCS just just a year later, and everybody was praising Cashman for a job well done and pouncing on what was a, a really rich reliever market by s- trading Andrew Miller and Aroldis Chapman. But since then, there there have been a lot of missteps, a, a lot of negligence, in my opinion, when it comes to not even entertaining signing established star free agents, which was all under the directive of ownership to stay under the competitive balance tax to reset their tax penalties that they had been accumulating in the years before because of big contracts like Alex Rodriguez and Mark Teixeira, CC Sabathia that you know it, the Yankees had reached a point where they were in a window of contention sooner than expected in 2017 and the immediate response from ownership and the front office was we need to reset these tax penalties so we're not paying you know, we're not helping with revenues for other teams. We're not paying revenue sharing for other teams. So the Yankees cut payroll after 2017. After they were one game away from the World Series. I mean, if that's not the definition of of declining to go all in, when if there was ever a time to go all in, it was then. And this has gone on and on since. And, and look, look at where the Yankees are this year. They were back in the ALCS in 2022, and the response was, aside from signing an injury-prone pitcher in Carlos Rodon, the response was, we will just retain the pieces that we need to and run it back, even though we were just thoroughly outclassed in the ALCS by the same team that has bounced us in the ALCS every time we've been there in the last six years. That's not the behavior of an all-in team. But the Yankees employ a GM who also believes that he can get it done without a historic astronomical payroll. And that's not to say the Yankees don't spend money. They're always one of the top three teams in the league in payroll. But if you compare that to their revenue, then you start to see some pretty major disparities. But you have a a GM who is consistently searching for these diamonds in the rough that have sometimes worked out. You know, there have been the Gio Urshela's and the Mike Talkman's and the Didi Gregorius's of the world. But those are outliers. More recently, you've seen the Rugnet Odors and the Franchi Corderos. So what happens this season? More injuries, exposes lack of depth. While other players that were signed in the offseason to other teams have been absolutely excelling. Look at Cody Bellinger in Chicago. So it's just been a lot of disappointment in the Bronx lately. And, you know, people will say, oh, we're spoiled. Us Yankee fans are spoiled. Well, we're also we're also not used to this. This is easily the worst season of my lifetime that I've witnessed as a fan. My earliest memories of watching the Yankees is probably like the 1996 ALCS. So I was a regular watcher of the Yankees starting in 1997. They've never had a losing record in that time. They were already five years removed from their last losing record at that time. 
and they are plummeting towards one now. But back to the phones, we've got Stuart in Brooklyn. How's it going, Stuart? Good morning. How are you today? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Disappointed? I mean, that, that's being, you're being very kind. Let's say this much. Um, my story goes as this. I was a Yankee fan from 57 to 62. Then I went to the Mets with uh, because of Casey Stengel and Gil Hodges, those two pro- those two people I followed. I mean, then I was th- went I followed the Mets for uh, till the end of the 2000 World Series, and then went back to the Yankees. Why? Because the Mets the Mets did not spend money on team on players, and them and the ownership was terrible. Oh wait, wait, wait so, I'm sorry. I just want to, just to make sure I'm following. You were you were a fan of the Mets, and then you switched over to the team that beat them in the World Series that next year. Oh, no, that's not the point. That's not the reason why. Oh, the okay. Why is I was following the Mets for 38 years, okay? And they didn't. What they do in 38 years? Oh, they won two championships, and they went to the series in '73, and they went to the series in 2000. So and. Uh, they, they, it just got to a point with the Mets where they weren't spending the money properly because their ownership was very poor. Then I went back to the Yankees in 2001 because at least George was was getting players, and I did follow the Yankees, and I did root for the Yankees every time they win the World Series. And uh, But the thing is, now this team is slipping into a bad, very bad way. They're going down the wrong path, and I don't know if the owner sees it. And what what do you think? I think I think it would be hard not to see it. I mean, you had you had Hal Steinbrenner back in June say he didn't know what the fans were so mad about because they had just gone to the ALCS. You're not getting them to where they want the team to be. Exactly. No, I I agree with you. But I mean, he's not. He doesn't see that. How can you not see that that the team is is performing like garbage? I think he does see it, Stuart. I, I just think the Yankees' ownership right now ha- holds different expectations than than the ownership of, of old. That the the ownership hears the booze. I mean, you heard you heard Derek Jeter on the field last year when he was being honored for being inducted into the Hall of Fame. He told the fans, "Hey, you better not boo," because they were booing the hell out of Hal Steinbrenner when he presented Jeter with his gifts for being honored that night. So they know it. They know that there is plenty of disdain towards this ownership right now they just believe that they deserve more praise than they're getting for keeping the team competitive all these years but they're the not winning is, a championship the thing is the fans want more than being just competitive and making the playoffs and the fact of the matter is uh i think this year they're not going to make the playoffs number one number two they're not even going to be 500 now will that wake them up oh i know you know the only way you hurt the yankees and this is my this is my real opinion. The only way you heard Hal Steinbrenner is to go back to the late sixties and early seventies when there was five thousand people in a ballpark that you could put over sixty thousand people. That's the only way you hurt them. Am I correct? You are correct, Stuart, and and thank thank you so much for the call. The only question is. Yeah. Is that going to happen? Is there going to be a point that the fan base reaches where they say, "Okay, we're not coming anymore"? Because right now, that that hasn't happened. The Yankees, you know, we we could call this weekend must win games and and a last you know a last dash effort for the team to show signs of life, but they they really were buried after getting swept by the Braves. So there there was no reason to come to the ballpark this weekend, and there were forty plus thousand people there 
both games. And guess what? They're going to be right back there tomorrow getting their Roger Maris 61st home run bobblehead. That's what I do. I collect those. I go to every bobblehead night, but guess what? I found one on eBay to where I would only have to pay like 20 more bucks than the price it would have been to get a ticket and go. So thank you to that person on eBay for helping me avoid, A, having to sleep here for a couple hours after this show before going to the Bronx, and B, helping me avoid having to watch this dumpster fire of a team right now. Because I would have had to suck, suck it up and go. But fortunately, I don't have to now. But guess what? Other people are. And that's going to be the question. What will the response be from ownership if we get into next season and the Yankees haven't eaten the contracts of some of these you know, albatross deals like a John Carlos Stanton or you know, anyone else who is tied to a long-term deal that just isn't working out? You know, what's what's going to be the response from the fan base? That's going to be the question to ask. But we'll be back after this first break. We're going to get into more detail about the downfall of this Yankees era and the current regime that has directed it. Plus, we've got Giants and Jets in preseason action. The Mets don't look now, but the Mets won four in a row. Grand Slam Daniel Vogel back tonight. So we'll talk about it all right after this break. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's one thing falling in love with a house, and quite another navigating the world of negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. Guidance from an agent who's a Realtor can make all the difference, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. It's over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.